Welcome to the Shield Your Business from Chaos podcast, where there's no building, no people, no third-party suppliers, and no systems all combined to create Chaos the Dragon, which is battled by King Phoenix and his shield. Welcome. And thank you for joining us for this four-part series on when to invest in BCP software or BCP consultants. During this series, we'll discuss how you know whether your organization might benefit from either one and what you should be looking for or avoiding, depending on the characteristics of your organization. Over the course of the series, we're going to present four typical types of clients and how software and services can best meet their needs. Today, we'll talk first about how the business continuity landscape has changed over the recent years and how this is impacting the needs of organizations. Then we'll start diving into the four client types. So let's start with the business continuity landscape. I think you'd have to be living under a rock to not notice that there has been a lot of bad stuff in the news lately when it comes to disasters. If we consider just hurricanes before the 2017 hurricane season was over, it was deemed the second costliest hurricane season in U.S. history, second only to the 2015 season, just two years before. Half of the costliest individual mainland U.S. hurricanes have struck in the last 10 years. And then there was this little pandemic thing in 2020, not to mention the increase in cyber attacks that have created all kinds of interruptions to businesses across all sectors. It is no wonder then that we're seeing an influx in demand for business continuity plans from companies who have clients who are asking to see that they have a plan in place. BCPs are becoming a major component of vendor compliance. So more and more we're seeing relatively tiny companies even less than five people in need of a business continuity plan. Equally, sectors such as credit unions that have managed to dodge the BCP requirement because their auditor just didn't focus on it before or didn't take a serious look at the content of their plan are looking to get help now with bringing their plan up to date and ensuring it checks all the boxes. So, All the mom and pop businesses that never heard of business continuity planning are now needing it. And the larger companies that knew they might need it someday are now facing the music. The diversity of the client base is growing. And with that comes a diverse set of needs. No longer is business continuity planning exclusive to large companies and specific sectors. So no longer can a one-size-fits-all software or consulting solution meet everyone's needs. To compare and contrast the needs of this increasingly diverse client base, we're going to talk about four main types of clients by considering two main factors. Whether uh, Whether or not there is any internal business continuity expertise within the organization, and the size or complexity of that organization. Now, determining whether you have any internal expertise in the business continuity space is fairly straightforward. Either your folks know this stuff or they don't. 
have they completed a threat risk assessment or a business impact analysis before? Have they written a plan? Have they exercised a plan? Have they developed a business continuity program before? These questions will quickly get you an answer to whether or not you have any in-house expertise. Size and complexity is a tougher characteristic to define. While typically small companies need simpler solutions, larger companies can also get away with simpler solutions depending on the complexity of what they deliver. While often where I work, we consider small companies to be less than 40 people, let's look at an exception to this rule. Take these two 200 person companies. Company A has 200 employees. They have 50 different products they produce, 75 suppliers and hundreds of customers. This company is likely to have a lot of business processes, a lot of departments covering off their various product lines, perhaps lots of different manufacturing lines to produce these products, and a complex distribution network for their hundreds of customers, some of which may be higher priority than others. The business impact analysis for this company is going to be quite involved. There's going to be a lot of prioritization that will need to take place to determine which product lines are more important to get back first. There may be different recovery strategies that lend themselves better to different products and communication strategies are going to be more involved given the sheer number of suppliers and customers. Now we look at company B, still 200 employees, but in this case, there are only three products because they have a lot of employees working to produce the same product with many doing the same thing. You may have very few departments and management staff that are going to be involved in recovery. Prioritization of critical processes is going to be straightforward. There may be very few possible recovery strategies involved and communications will be far more straightforward. Company B will have far less complex needs than Company A, both from a software and a consulting perspective. In fact, Company B might just get oversold a solution that they don't really need because what, hap- what appears large and potentially complex on the surface is actually quite simple and straightforward underneath. So we're going to speak about four different client types over the course of this series. Those that are small or simple and have no business continuity expertise in-house that you'll see in the bottom left of this quadrant. And as you look up to the right-hand corner of this quadrant, we have our large, complex organizations with lots of in-house expertise. What I hope is that all of you will be able to identify where you fall in this quadrant and find a few takeaway uh, considerations from this series that you can apply to your business continuity efforts. So let's start with the client that you would think would never go looking for consulting or software, the small organization with all the internal expertise they need. Generally, our assumption that they are not going to need software holds true. They likely don't have a large amount of information to work with. The frequency with which this information changes may not be very high, so they can likely manage with a simple document that they update and share across their recovery team members. 
The biggest downsides to software for a small company are twofold. It can be costly for the frequency with which it is actually used, and depending on the solution purchased, it can be too complicated, requiring too much training and orientation compared with the actual time spent using the tool. Having said that, there are some considerations that may push a small, simple organization toward investing in business continuity software. First is security. Depending on the type of organization you work in, there may be information in your plan that is not for all eyes to see. Perhaps there is financial information that is not for the eyes of your manufacturing team or emergency contact information for employees that is really just for HR to see. Software can add levels of permission so that you establish who can see what information in the plan, leaving the finance team feeling comfortable that the information entered will only be seen by members of their team. Access is another factor to consider. How are recovery teams expected to access their plans? What if they're at home when bad things happen? Can the plan be accessed from wherever they are, even if the company's network goes down or they lose connectivity? On the other hand, is the plan too easily accessed because it's a paper document or a USB key in the trunk of their car at risk of loss or theft? The right software solution can address these issues. Lastly, if you're in an industry that has a number of compliance boxes that need to be ticked, consider how you're going to de demonstrate to your auditors when information was last modified in your plan, that the information is secure, and that your response teams are familiar with their plan by showing that they have accessed it regularly. Software can also assist with this. So, while small companies can typically get away without software, if some of these considerations apply to you and you do want to go down the software path, here are a few features you might want to keep in mind. First, to ensure access to your plan, get something that is hosted so it's not on the very servers that may be damaged during a disaster. In conjunction with that, connectivity to hosted plans is risky when that connection is lost, so you may also want to consider a mobile app that puts a local copy of your plan on the mobile devices of your team members. If there's information in your recovery plan that is not for all eyes, make sure the user permissions allow you to isolate information so that users can see what they need to see and secure information remains secure. I can't emphasize enough finding a solution that is easy to use. And if you have any concerns about ease of use, get some training thrown in. If your software provider is going to charge you for training and or tells you that the training is going to be multiple full days, then the tool is probably way more complicated than what you need as a small organization. Especially if you have internal expertise in the business continuity space, you shouldn't need much help to get started. Along the same lines, don't get oversold on complex threat risk assessments or business impact analysis features. As a small and simple organization, your TRA and BIA are probably going to be pretty straightforward. You'll need them completed to tick any compliance boxes and they will help you with your plan development, 
but ultimately, in a small organization, you have very few factors to consider. So you don't need the assistance of a tool to analyze your results in order to get your plan together. To make your auditors happy, you may want to consider some sort of analytics that will show you when sections of your plan were last modified and when users last logged in to take a look. And lastly, don't buy more storage space than you need. Your BCP should hold whatever documentation you need until you can get your own file management systems back up and running. Straightforward documents take up very little space. Don't be sold on more storage space than you require. Now let's look at the consulting needs of a small organization that already has internal expertise. Again, the needs for consulting could potentially be quite low if you have in-house skill sets. In fact, you could end up spending money on consultants to put a plan together that your own resources could have done themselves. So if you're a small organization and you have in-house expertise, is there any need to bring in external consultants? There are a few things you may want to consider. First, in a small organization, everyone tends to wear a lot of hats, and this includes the individuals in charge of business continuity. Rarely in a small organization do you find a resource who is 100% dedicated to BCP. It tends to be the hot potato responsibility that everyone gladly passes along to someone else so they can get to doing what they consider their real job. So consider the role and workload of your in-house expertise. There are lots of companies that are on the smaller side that seek consulting services because they've been trying to get their BCP written for two or three years, but other things always come up that lower the priority. Eventually, they seek professional services to get the job done. So whether or not you have the expertise in-house, you may still need some outside help to make up for any resource constraints. Consultants can also help provide an impartial perspective. The latest natural disaster, cyber attack, or infectious disease that hits the news tends to dominate our thoughts when it comes to planning. In actual fact, a basic power or internet outage can be the more likely and frequent cause of disruption to your business. By bringing in an outside source, these biases can be tempered and a more realistic threat risk assessment can result. The same can be said during the execution of the business impact analysis or putting the plan through a tabletop exercise. Heated discussions can arise when we start prioritizing people's work and those may spill over into the other aspects of your organization, raising tension in areas that are not related to business continuity. The other factor to consider is how you're going to maintain your plan. If your business is small, stable, not experiencing a large amount of growth or change in processes and technology, you're probably fine to go about maintaining your plan with your own internal resources. However, if your industry is quite dynamic with high rates of change in the products and services you deliver, how you produce and deliver them, and the personnel you hire and fire to support them, maintaining your plan can become a challenge. While you have internal expertise, you have to consider how best to use that resource in a growing, changing environment. 
Lastly, compliance can be a factor to consider when evaluating whether or not you can benefit from consulting services. If you have a regulatory body or a client who insists on a third party to validate that your plan is solid, that you're exercising it and maintaining it, you may have no choice but to bring in a consultant to address this need. In addition, sometimes it helps to add credibility to your plan in the eyes of your auditor or clients if you can demonstrate that you have a third party ensuring that your plan is solid. So if you're a small organization with internal expertise, what's the best bang for your buck when it comes to consulting services? Assuming that you're going to build your plan internally, you may want to consider bringing in a third party to help with exercising. Consultants can help you come up with a realistic scenario based on the real threats to your business and location. They will also capture the lessons learned and make recommendations regarding how best to move forward, even if some of the recommendations are not popular with some of the teams. Consultants don't need to work alongside your recovery team members day in and day out, so they can tell it like it is, even if someone's feelings get hurt. Your internal business continuity resource does not have this advantage and can find themselves in some heated debates with their colleagues following a contentious tabletop. If your organization is on the more dynamic side with a lot of growth and change anticipated, you may want to consider plan maintenance services where your consultant takes care of some of the basic elements of your plan, such as ensuring the personnel and vendor lists are up to date and documents aren't growing stale while your in-house expertise devotes their time to adapting the plan to some of the larger organizational changes that are taking place. Having a gap analysis performed on your plan is a very cost-effective way of identifying holes in your plan that may expose you to findings by an auditor or a client. Sometimes when we're very close to something, we develop blind spots. With a gap analysis, you keep most of the work in-house, but can get an unbiased look at your plan for a very low investment. If a more in-depth evaluation is required by a third party, then a more thorough plan audit can be performed to ensure that the plan contains all the necessary elements and that the required resources referenced in the plan actually exist. Of course, if you're strapped for resources because your in-house expertise is just stretched far too thinly, then a TRA, BIA, or a full plan development is always an option to consider. So that finishes up part one of our four-part series on when to invest in BCP software or BCP consultants. In our next part, we'll take a look at when software consultants might be useful in a small organization with no internal expertise. I'll see you right back here for part two. Use King Phoenix and Shield with its mapping its dashboards, its permissioning, its dependency mapping, and its automatically redacted plans to shield your business from chaos. Kingsbridge, BC.